Good evening. It is Thursday, October 22nd? Is it the 22nd? It is. it is the 22nd. Yeah, I already screwed up the opening, so it's fine. Welcome to another episode of SDGC Live. I am one of your hosts, John. Uh, and tonight, if you are listening on one of the many fine podcast services uh, that we are featured on, uh, tonight we have Finn. Hello. Hi, Finn. Jeff. Hello. Yeah, I'm excited. You sound here. exactly <laughs> how I feel in my heart. And 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 Brittany. Hello. Hi, Brittany. And we have a very cool, we have a very cool guest tonight. I am very excited about this because um you know Sissy Jones has an incredible body of work, but Firewatch is one of my favorite narratives this entire generation. And it is a real honor to have you on tonight. Thank you so much for taking time out of your what I know is a very busy schedule and and goofing off with us for an hour and a half. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, all I got to say during pandemic is thank God for voiceover. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I uh, I I could use some of that voiceover work right now because, uh, uh, yeah. So, hey, if you got any projects you think I'd be a good fit for, please let me know. I mean, we have a similar vocal print. It should work. Right? I think so. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, I think you've been Derek. I'm, I'm sure. No, Derek. Derek has got like Derek. this rich baritone that that I could never I could never hope to achieve for myself. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a great honor to have, to have you on tonight, Sissy. And, um, for everybody listening, uh, on, uh, on, you know, podcast services right now, um, Sissy has been, uh, in a, a number of, of very cool, very cool roles, uh, throughout the video game industry, not just, but not just the video games industry, but you've also done, you've done, you know, animation, you've done, you've done voiceover work for, for a wide body of stuff. Um, all the things all the things you've done you've done you've done you've done it all and i figured what we would do tonight uh for for everybody in the audience is we would talk a little bit about your career maybe ask how you got started uh ask about some of your favorite roles in, in particular i wanted to touch on on firewatch um because there was a lot of anticipation Which one's but, that? yeah it's it's this, it's this game about I, I don't know. Like it's you watch fires. Ooh, ooh. You, you watch Finn. Go ahead. What's Firewatch about? <laughs> it's a uh, it's Overwatch, but it's uh, during oh, the California Oh my God! Shut up, Finn. Finn. You suck. You are the worst. <laughs> I don't know why. What did you expect from me? You are quality. <laughs> You're right. You're you welcome. are absolutely. You are absolutely terrible. But um, but no, and and if anybody in the audience has a a nice wholesome question for Sissy, uh, ask. And if we have time, we will. Uh, I promise you, we will address it. Um, and I guess I will. Uh, I will go first. Um, Sissy, my first exposure to you was was in Firewatch. Uh, when you play the role of Delilah, um, which was which was awesome. Yeah. And I'm I'm want to talk uh, a little bit more about that later. But but how did you actually get your start uh, as a voice actor? Like, what compelled you to do this? It it. Uh, it's a totally traditional route. I have a business degree and a Spanish degree, and I worked in the Silicon Valley for 10 years, and I super hated my life. And uh, one day I heard uh, one of the people from The Simpsons talking about voiceover and how rad it was and that there was a school in my backyard, and I started taking classes. <laughs> that's, um, that's cool. No, in all, in all honesty, like <laughs> my whole life, I always wanted to be a voice in a cartoon, but I didn't know how. I, like I didn't even know it was called voiceover. And um, it was a beautiful little piece of serendipity because I, I had gone on a, on a trip with my husband to Alaska and we were out on the open ocean for nine days and you, you start talking about some, some weird shit after nine days. And um, we were talking about dream jobs 
you know, because I was so desperately unhappy in my um, corporate life. And, um, and I said, you know, I just, I've always wanted to be a voice on the Simpsons, but you probably just got to live in Hollywood. And two weeks after we got back from that trip is when I heard Nancy Cartwright on the radio, who's Bart Simpson, on the radio talking about voiceover. And it's so great. And by the way, you guys here in the Bay Area, you have one of the best schools in the country, right in your backyard. And I was like, hello. Um, I literally called the the school that day. I started taking classes that week. And two years later, I had an agent in Los Angeles and I quit my job like this. Hell yeah. uh, Double freedom rockets. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And we moved to LA. Um, I had an agent in San Francisco before I had an agent in LA. And my second audition was for Katya in the walking dead. And, uh, it happened to be my first job. I, I, I booked it. And um, uh, through that job, I met Sean Vanneman and Jake Rodkin, who went on to make Firearm. And they were so happy with my performances, Katya, um, learning the accents and, and the emotional notes that she goes through, um, that they called me and they were like, hey, we left Telltale. We started our own company. We're making a game with a female protagonist. Are you in? And I was like, uh huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was that. I'm, I like you said, I I am really fortunate enough to work in all the facets of voiceover, and I work my ass off to keep doing that. It, it, it's That's interesting. Awesome. It, oh, Finn, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something? No, I just I, I was commenting on how awesome <laughs> it is. It's really fun how such a small event can change the course of everything you do that a similar thing happened to me. So it's awesome that you went for it and it has been such a wonderful success. I I have found in my life and I I say this fairly regularly and y'all are going to probably write me off as a crackpot. That's fine. Um, I have found that if I'm on the wrong path, whether it's relationship or career or what have you, I find that I keep butting up against these steel walls, right? And when it's the right path, when it's the right person, when it's the right job, when it's the right, whatever, it just, it, it comes together like the gears in a zipper, you know? And, and that's how voiceover was for me. It just, there's no mystery to it. I was like, okay, well, this, this is it. Like if this doesn't pan out, I'm going to go get a job at the grocery store. Cause I'm never going back to corporate. But you know, I was also 30, which is a scary time to make a jump like that. Right? Really I had no training. I had some savings. Um, but you know, getting into voiceover takes a lot of time and a lot of money. And, uh, it was terrifying. Yeah, but 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 I knew it was going to work out. Um, you know, I, I've got a quick question, and I want to throw it to somebody else. Um, yeah. I, I know that sometimes you know we look at our careers, or, or we look at a career that that we would like to have more often, and we think I was born to do this, which sounds really cheesy on the face of it. Um, but you know, I I have looked at numerous different careers uh, throughout my 16 year current career and thought I was really meant to do this. But but like (laughs) now, now that you are now that you are a seasoned voice actor, do you ever have those thoughts? Like, you know, this is what I was meant to do. Like, this is the this is the job that I was absolutely put here to do. Undoubtedly. Yeah, that's that's such a I I, I never looked back. It's so great. I mean, I can't tell you working in corporate, I always felt like square peg round hole. Like I wanted the world, right? I, I have these big dreams and goals and aspirations. And, um, you know, it's such an old boys club up there. Yeah. And it was really hard to be seen as anything other than a secretary. 
Um, and I had some incredible bosses and I met some incredible people and I had some great experiences, but at the end of the day, I just was hollow. And doing this, meeting the people I've met, um, getting to work on the projects I've worked on, um, God, every day is just, every day is so filling and fulfilling. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. And not many people really get to say that about their career. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And I feel, you know, a little bit spoiled. My dad is a, is a jeweler in Boise, Idaho. And uh, he was one of those guys that just wakes up at five o'clock in the morning and he loves going to work because he loves hawking stones. And in a way, it kind of poisoned me because when I was so miserable, I was like, oh my God, is this life? What have I done? I got to find something better, you know? And then, um, and then I found it and I haven't passed that same neuroses onto my children. Uh, that I, I am. And I, I am so not just happy for you, but grateful uh, that, that you find your calling uh, because, because you're extremely talented at what you do. And, uh, and I think voices like yours are exactly what this industry needs, especially since you said like a lot of this is still uh, kind of an old boys club, you know, and uh, it's yeah. a, it's a glass ceiling that is, extremely difficult to break and and, <laughs> yes. and 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 while i feel like the the ceiling is cracking i i i don't feel like we've fully broken through yet um not yet yeah but i feel i honestly feel like we're 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 just at the start of the wave i think so i feel like i feel like it's coming yeah. and i'm seeing that more and more um you know one of the areas that i really have pushed a lot of my effort into lately is movie trailers because it is all men in that's world, true, right? Yeah. That's the first thing everybody thinks of. Don LaFontaine in a world in where a you world. can, <laughs> yeah, in a world, right? Didn't even know but he had so a name. When when he died, he was prolific. That man, um, he literally they would pick him up in a limo at like seven in the morning, and he'd be smoking a cigarette in the back of the limo, and he'd get to the thing, and he'd be like, "In a world where blah 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 blah, blah. all right, um, see you later," and he'd go to the next session like all day every day. That was his life. Wow. But when he died, there were about seven or eight men that kind of took the mantle and, and have been doing it ever since. And listen, they are incredibly talented. They're very kind. I like them a lot. I want some of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I've been really pushing to break into trailers. And um, I just had my first full campaign for a small movie, but still um, in September. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and like, you know, as small as like, you know, you got to start somewhere like, you know, that that it doesn't matter the size of the hammer. If it breaks the ceiling, then the ceiling's yeah. broken. And and so, yeah. F- Finn, Finn, you got your hand up. I see. Finn, you. What's, what's Finn, 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 by the way, this isn't school, dude. Just ask your question. You don't need to raise your hand. Man. I am not here to interrupt people. I will patiently wait my turn. You are way <laughs> too quiet. What I have to say is designed just to hurt you and Jeff. By rolling your eyes back so hard, it's just going to hurt. All right. So so you mentioned trying to break into trailers. Uh, do you feel like sometimes you're just banging your head against the wall and like almost as if you're moving a boulder up a hill only to have it roll back down? Like, uh, yeah. what's the name? Sisyphus? Yeah. Sisyphus. Very Sisyphean uh, of you, Finn. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so no. I have a real question. Yeah, Finn, yeah. If you want to move on, please. Please. Well, you know what? Okay. You've just and lost your questioning privileges for now, so no. it's Britney's no. turn. No, no, no go ahead. And, and, you're, and you're on five minute timeout. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Britney, please. Oh, okay. So, I, so a lot of you know, a lot of voice actors say that to get into voice acting, and I don't know when you went to school what 
you learn specifically, but a lot of voice actors say you have to learn how to act before you can voice act. Do you find that's true or what do you find is like the key thing that you need when when getting into voice acting or um, 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 learning, I guess? Acting. Acting? Because here's the thing. If I, if I can't take black words on a white piece of paper and make it interesting and believable, Mm-hmm. You're you're not going to care. Yeah, the director's not going to care. It's not going to sell. Right. Right. So if 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 I am not able to act, um, and I don't get the luxury of facial expressions and body language, right. um, then uh, no one cares what your voice sounds like. No one cares if you can do impressions. No one cares if you got a great Christopher Walken. Um, if you can't act, you're not going to work. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what's the difference between like voice acting school and acting school, I guess, is my question. Yeah. So voice acting is, is learning how to do it without your body. I mean, listen, when I'm behind a microphone, I'm still using my body, but I can't move my mouth. Like right. I have to stay on target with my microphone unless I've got, you know, the antlers with all that shit. Right. That <laughs> um, but that's where you get into like performance capture and motion capture and things like that. Um, but, you know, I'm, I, as soon as we get off the phone here, I'm jumping jumping into an acting class with a, an incredible acting coach to stay sharp. Right. So it's, it's, it's very similar. It's just, you know, in a lot of like commercial acting and stuff like that, they'll teach you how to do like, you know, over the shoulder shots and facial stuff and close-ups and, and we don't get that. Like my thing is, uh, you know, um, you're in a, in a ship and it's bumpy. So I have to get behind the microphone and not move That's great. Is it hard to do when you're working from home? Like how much of your house have you converted into makeshift recording studio? I've got a four by six closet. Yeah. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in there. Um, oh. I used to have like a booth, like a full booth. Um, uh, but then I had a kid and I had to get rid of that room. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I have a closet that I've decked out with acoustics and, uh, you know, preamp and a microphone and a big screen and um, thank God for it because my work has quadrupled. It's been really fun seeing everyone's just kind of do it yourself uh, DIY uh, recording studio yep. is just these huge yeah, names yeah. of people that you just think of when you think voice acting and they just have the most cobbled together <laughs> setup and i love it it's it's because because this is one of the few genres of acting that has not so it's it's actually kind of seen in resurgence or an explosion yeah. during this right. time because you can do yeah. your acting from home and the the production can continue so i think that's yeah. awesome that people have found a way to you got like to do that you've got like troy baker with just like mattresses nailed against yeah. his walls like just <laughs> well, he never he never had to do it from home i mean same with a lot of like tom kenny who's you know spongebob and um bob bergen who's porky the pig and you know all of these like prolific voice actors who've been doing it for 20 30 years they never had to have anything at home they mm-hmm. go straight to the studio they do the job you know, sure they audition, but not as much as someone like me, they get direct offers. Right. So they're not, they they didn't need it. And then all of a sudden you need it. Right. And so when quarantine hit, I had to get a a camera for my, my setup in my, in my booth and a a little HD camera, which is normally like 75 bucks was like $300. Yeah. These Mm -hmm. things are expensive. We were hitting that the same thing because one of our uh, podcast members needed an upgrade right around that time. 
and it was crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. that that cut into our funding a good deal. Um, I had, that's a perfect segue into my actual question. Well, hold on, Finn. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, I'm I'm not going to bring up. <laughs> but but uh, but um, you mentioned Christopher Walken. I actually do a pretty good eight out of ten Christopher Walken impression. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no You're going to be banned for five minutes. No, it's happening. And and so so <laughs> what if not even no? But better yet, what if what if Christopher Walken was Kratos? from uh no. from god of war no right oh so God, so it, it would probably sound something what? like that yeah, you'll 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 understand it would it would no. probably, if no, anyone needs would, to go get a drink or it would probably it would probably sound something like hey zeus your son has returned i bring the destruction of olympus it's almost too real <laughs> <laughs> Finn, ask your question, <laughs> and then we've got some. We've and then Jeff, and we've got some questions out that I want to hit and chat. Well, I'm Finn, in physical yeah. pain. Finn, ask your physical damn pain. question. All right, all right. So you are uh, pretty hey. much uh, well known around uh, our parts, and you're very prolific in the video game world. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I, the thing I love to do with voice actors is to hit up their IMDb and just see just the never-ending list of roles, big and small. But what I love and what I noticed is, I'm curious how you broke out. There's two big roles you did that are kind of adjacent to gaming, but they're all they're very much their own world. And uh, because you got to play the big bad final boss in the Naruto series, you were a uh, Kaguya, and that I did not know that, and that blew my mind because I'm a big old nerd. Finn is our nerd, resident anime makes, guy. Oh, so that made me happy. Ah, like, that's so cool. <laughs> so, and then, but also, we're about to have our first child, so we've been watching a lot of uh, just kid friendly shows to kind of find out what we want to expose her to later. And one of the new ones has been The Owl House, and I did not know you were Lilith, and that is fantastic. So to actually have a question instead of just gushing, how did you break out from the video games into both the anime and the, the Disney world? Like those are two very, their own spheres. That's a good question. It's hard. Um, You know, it is really easy to get pigeonholed in this business, which again is why I say like, I bust my ass to, to be in the the various facets of the biz. Um, I audition for stuff all the time. I have a really great agent, Dean Pinero, who, um, you know, he, he believes in me. We have a really good working relationship where I know I can call him and be like, Hey, can you give me an ear check on this? Am I in the ballpark or do I sound like shit? (laughs) And he'll be honest, (laughs) brutally honest with me. Um, but, uh, you know, for Naruto, um, I mean, every voice actor here has worked on anime of some sort. It's, you know, Yuri Lowenthal, Tara Platt, even Troy and Laura and that whole crew started an anime um, there's so much anime happening. And, um, I was so psyched when I booked that cause I'm a huge Naruto fan as well. Um, so it was really, really cool. And she's my first Funko. I'm getting my very first. What? Uh, that's oh, really that's cool. awesome. That's cool. That's dope. Yeah. See, now I'm, I'm going to have to get her. Is she going to be one of the oversized ones? I feel like she should be. I don't know. I don't know. I, no I don't idea. know. It doesn't matter. It's awesome. I don't make the rules. Um, but then Owl House, uh, yeah, that one was a dream. It is a dream. Um, I auditioned it. Um, I felt every now and then like I'll do an audition and I'll finish it and I just have full body chills. And I'm like, yeah, I booked that one. No problem. That one's mine. Nailed it. And that was how I felt with Lilith. And then I went in for the callback and Dana, um, 
uh, Dana Terrace, who's a show creator, she was like, um, this is going to have some really heavy emotional lifting and, uh, I fucking love Firewatch. So, um, want to be Lilith? And I was like, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. And, and and like, it it sounds like Firewatch actually opened up quite a few doors. Um, I mean, that was amazing. That was, that was a really high profile gig. Um, quite a few outdoors yeah <laughs> god i fucking hate you uh Je- god. finn jeff you have been silent i'm just taking it all in these <laughs> stories are awesome um no you know so i'm i was trying to think of something smart and creative not related to firewatch because i'm sure that comes up so often but i you know i I got to ask you, I, you know, I was kind of looking at all the projects that you've been involved in, like everyone said, like they're just, they're all over the place and there's so many amazing projects there. Um, but a lot of them are like, you know, bigger names like uh, Naruto and, and Halo. And I, I know you're, I have some sort of role in the upcoming um, World of Warcraft uh, expansion, but like Firewatch is a, you know, like when you get to these small indie games, how do, like, where does that conversation start? I guess I'm curious actually how you got involved with Firewatch. Does that um, is it the the team kind of reaching out to you, or is it just your agent finding like how did that how did that match come together? I guess I'd like to hear the story. So that was Sean and and Jake from Telltale uh, when they left, and then Sean reached out to me and said, "Hey, mm-hmm. we've started this new company and and we're making this game. Do you, do you want to do it?" And I was like, "Yes, yes." <laughs> um, and since then, um, I've gotten contacted by a lot of smaller indie games. Um, who like the game, who like my work in the game. Um, there's a game coming out soon called Call of the Sea that was announced, um, I think, during the PlayStation Army? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so they reached out to me, and uh, Tatiana Delgado, who's the, the lead developer there, she was like, I I, I love Delilah. I love Firewatch. Um, Firewatch is a huge inspiration for this game. Would you be our lead character? And <laughs> again, like, the answer is always yes. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's rare because more often than not, especially for the big jobs, it's always auditions, you know, and sometimes it's multiple rounds of auditions. Um, but for the, the smaller ones, they've started reaching out directly, which is really, really cool. Um, and getting to work on these incredible stories. I mean, just the, the, the way in which storytelling is evolving in games, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to be able to go from something like The Walking Dead and Firewatch and all of that to like what remains of Edith Finch and, um, oh. you know, all of these beautiful games, it, it just it blows my mind. You know, absolutely. I, I actually uh, I played Firewatch uh, when I was Finn. You Finn, you might Which remember this. Uh, yeah, it's the game <laughs> with uh, it's it's the game about uh, fire. It's a fire starting game actually. You you run around okay, a bunch of fires it. and then you watch them burn. Um, but uh, but but with no, tequila. no, <laughs> yes. I I was actually that's just twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Firewatch. Yeah, Firewatch needs a sequel. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> When I when I when I played Firewatch, I was actually uh, in in training, uh, and I I you know I was away from home in training, and so I was in this hotel room for three months. Finn, you probably remember that, uh, yep. and um and that and and that's when I played Firewatch, and it was pretty much just me. It was just me for for three months, and um the like the first thing that struck me about Firewatch was the that incredible Ali Moss uh, artwork, um which is by the way. Ng. Don't don't leave Jane Ang yes. out of that. She's fucking amazing. Well, and like, actually, that 
ever since the PS4 or uh, Firewatch theme dropped, it has been the theme on my PS4 for about four years now. Um, Yay. and uh, I, like it, it, it just apparently Toyota dealerships love it too. <laughs> yeah, no, yes, I've heard about that. And, and uh, you know, I, I cleared it in in a single night, and I just kind of turned the lights off. It was a Saturday, so I, I didn't have any training to do, so I just turned the lights off and I played Firewatch. And without spoiling what happens in the ending, I know that the ending caused. Oh, come a- on, it's been four years. Okay, that's fine. Like, so, I no, I haven't come played on. it. I haven't ah. played it. Okay. Ah. All right. Uh-oh. All right. So so <laughs> what I'll so what I'll say is this: the game, uh, the the game just like it it ends very abruptly. It just ends. And there's not a lot of there's not a lot of resolution uh, uh, given um, in in either of the real kind of you know depending on the choices you make there's re- no there's no real resolution you just you just leave, um, and some people didn't like that but I loved it because because in in life nine point nine 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 times out of ten that's how that's how every situation ends not with a bang but with a whimper and um and and that was exactly the point and and that really humanized the entire experience for me um when you find out the truth about what's going on like you know with the missing kid and 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 as you're getting on that helicopter and it's just, I was, it's just over and i was like i love that because this is how this is how situations end in real life there's there's rarely any there's rarely any true closure there's rarely any fanfare things just move on and you and you go on about your life and as as you were reading the script for for for, for firewatch like and you realized kind of what they were going for with that ending like like did that resonate with you at all so interestingly we had recorded an entirely different ending where about two-thirds of the way through um delilah tells henry he's fucking crazy and shuts him off and you don't hear from delilah for the rest of the game and um oh. Sean came back and he was like, it doesn't work. No. We have to have, we have to have Delilah in there. And I was like, Oh darn. <laughs> <Go on>. um, <laughs> and so we re-recorded it and uh, I knew it was going to be polarizing, you know, cause it, 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 you want everything in a pretty bow. Yeah. You do like, especially, you know, if you're, if you're spending your time and you're spending your money and, and you're using this method of escapism, right. Um, you, you want the pretty bow. I get it. Um, but Sean's whole point was, you know, this is a snapshot of life. You go, in, you know, in the 80s before Facebook and Twitter and cell phones, you know, we would go, I'm assuming you guys are all roughly my age. I'm 40. Um, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, we would go to camp for the summer and you'd meet this friend and you'd be like, we're going to be pen pals and we're going to be friends forever and it's going to be great and you're <laughs> the best friends and then you never talk to each other again. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that was kind of what he was going for. And, and it totally makes sense. The other thing too, Brittany, close your ears is <laughs> Firewatch was made by a team of eight people, eight. And to animate a moving face is very expensive. And so they realized in addition to that, there was no design they could make of Delilah that would be it. Right, somebody somewhere was always going to be pissed because it didn't fit the vision they had in their That's mind. That's not what Delilah looks like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so he was. They were like, forget it. Use mm-hmm. your own imagination. And I love that. I love that. As a woman in games, I have played some very stereotypical female characters. 
I have been a prostitute in Grand Theft Auto V that you'd light on fire and throw out a window. I've been a madam in Red Dead Redemption 2, and I'm in charge of prostitutes. Have I mentioned the prostitutes? Um, Those so are both rock star is, games. Rock star. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, rock star. Um, so to be able to, to have this fully complex, nine-dimensional character who you had to decide how you felt about based on her charm and her intelligence and not the size of her cans. God, hook me up. Yeah, right. absolutely. It's a dream job. Well, and, and, you yeah. know, I feel like, um, I feel like, you know, what, one more thing yeah. I wanted to say on Delilah and uh, welcome back, Brittany. And thank you. And uh, one, one more thing I wanted to say on Delilah is that I am glad that you didn't go with that, that alternate ending that you would recorded because you know, because Delilah did not come across to me as a cruel woman, as a cruel individual. She just came across at, like very much like Henry, kind of lost. kind of drifting in the wind and not really knowing where she wanted to go or or where she was going to wind up next. And and Henry was very much the same way. And yeah. um, you, you you know, and and he was trying to he he went there trying to find himself. And I get the sense that Delilah was also on a journey to find herself. And um, I always pictured her as someone who zigged when everyone else sat. Yeah. Right. You know, you go to high school, you go to college, you get married, you have the white picket fence and the two and a half kids and the dog. And she didn't want any of that, you know, and in a, in a society in which that is so ostracized, especially back then. Right. You know, this is took place in the eighties. Single women were spinsters or cat ladies or gay or, you know, and whatever, like there's no acceptance of that. If you're a straight woman who doesn't want a man yeah. and she didn't need it. Right. Um, and so she did when, when, when everyone else acted. And I just, I love that about her. That's a, I will always love that about her. That's a great, that, that's a great characterization. Um, we, John, we, we got a, we got a question in chat. Yeah. I was going to see if we got Brit- a couple actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Brittany, do you want to read your question? Then Jeff, you read one. Um, um let me see. Uh, Jeff, why don't you go one, grab the first one? Yeah, Jeff, go first. first. Yeah. We got one from um, we got a couple. One from Lervinar. One from I'll go with this one. We got one from Bonten Koo, uh, and it says, "Question for Sissy: What has been the biggest challenge in losing the studio space for your work, uh, and has the the VA community supported each other in adapting to the changes?" So I guess, like, what are the, you know, what what's been the hardest part of of having to shift like that? Oh, it sounds like you're already doing um some stuff from home prior to that, but I guess what's What's changed? I imagine probably um, not the way you were conditioned recording space. Oh, <laughs> it gets so hot. And Ooh, I, I didn't even think about that. There no window in there, huh? I'm like, I'm like, my camera's off. I'm just, oh God, you know, it's so. <laughs> <laughs> and I live in Southern California. <sighs> um, so that that has been the hardest, and I miss my friends. Like I really, we record in such a vacuum anyway, even when we're going to the studios. But we would see each other in the lobby and get to, you know, catch up and shoot the shit, and, and you know, hey, wait for me, my session's going to be quick. Let's go grab lunch after this. And I miss my friends. I miss my people a lot. Yeah. I also miss going to conventions. You know, I was so I had I. just gotten back from yeah, I was at yeah. uh, uh, PAX East in March. Right, eighty thousand people back when the world, yeah, in the before times. But I was all set to go to PAX, you know, Seattle. I was, I was going to um, teach in Atlanta. I was going to go teach in Toronto. Like I had all these plans, and um, you know, here we are. Um, in terms of the supportiveness of the voice acting community, you will not find a better group 
of humans than you will in the voice acting community. They're just so far. So as that when I gave a speech for winning an award, I thanked the awesomeness of the voiceover community because they're so rad. Like there's, there's, there's a stereotype that exists about LA, right? Oh, everyone's out for themselves and plastic surgery and then blah, blah, blah. Sure, you can find that. You can find that. You come here, you want to find that, you will find that. You want to find the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, go find them. Good luck. But in voiceover, perfect example. I was talking with a friend of mine um, yesterday about a really huge opportunity. And I could be the voice of the whole thing, or I could be the voice of a part of a thing, and they might need a voice for other things. And my first thought was, oh my God, but if you do the other, if I'm just one part, then I know so many people that you could hire. Yep. You could hire this one for that, and that one for this, and da 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 da. And they're women who are in my same vocal category. We compete against each other for everything under the sun. And if they book it, I'm just as happy as if I book it. And it's and vice versa. It's such an incredible community. That, truly, that's awesome. That kind of support network, especially right now, is is really important. Um, especially as actors, know. like we're all known for being insecure and crazy. So to, <laughs> to to have that kind of support, my God, it's amazing. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing for podcasters. Like even on one podcast, we're always you know crazy and at each other. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, uh, Brittany, were you able to grab another question from chat? I don't think so. Okay. Am I just missing them? Yeah. Yeah. We Am I blind? Yeah, there was more. Um, <laughs> I have uh, the first one was asked by Lervinar. Uh, yeah, go I ahead. Yeah, grab that one. So, uh, w- sissy, when you voiced Fury in Darksiders, which I loved, by the way. Wait, you? Uh, wait, I didn't even realize. Wait. Oh wow! I didn't wow. know that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Hi. Look, I'm, I'm sissy. Wow. <laughs> Uh, how familiar were you with the story from beforehand and how much did they give you to work with since the games occur more simultaneously? Nothing and nothing. Um, so that story, booking that job was really interesting. So I have an agent where I get the majority of my regular auditions from. And then I have a manager who normally focuses on promo and trailer, which is just a different beast. Um, and so I had gotten this uh, audition from my manager about this video game trailer. And, you know, I'm kind of the video game game girl on staff there and and uh not on staff but on the roster and so they sent it to me and it was four words hello brother with pleasure that's it and they kind of (laughs) right (laughs) so they they kind of tell me like um you know uh she's this badass woman she's all dressed in like metal and she has like a whip like that's what that's what they give me to define who she is and then they say she walks past her brother, War, who's in chains, and she walks up to the Chard Council. So this is all in the sides that I'm getting. And I'm like, okay, Chard Council, that's got to be something. So I Google Chard Council, Darksiders. Okay. I'm like, all right. So I start reading a little bit of the lore, like, what's happening? Who is War? Oh, War's played by Liam O'Brien. I love Liam O'Brien. Okay, great. Well, I know what that's going to sound like then, and blah, 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 blah. And then... Um, <laughs> um, he so I had to walk past him with just dripping with venom and be like, "Hello, brother." And then the chart council was going to say, "Would you go, you know, kill a bunch of people with pleasure?" And um, you know, that's it. That's 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 the, that's the tweet. And um, so we did it, booked it, great, huge fanfare drops on IGN. It gets like four million views overnight. And I start realizing they're actually going to make this game. I sure would like to be a part of it. I'd at least like to be considered. Um, so I start calling everybody I know 
who works in games. Hey, do you know anybody at Gunfire Games? Do you know anybody at Gunfire Games? Can you tell them I was the voice of Fury in their trailer? I would love to audition for this. Um, I think I could pull it off really well. And um, sure enough, they finally sent the audition um, and they, they, they cast a wide net. They did. They didn't, they weren't like, here you go. It's yours. <laughs> um, I had to, I had to bust my chops for it. And it, at first when I did the trailer, she just had a regular American accent, but then for the game, they wanted her to have a British accent. And so they put me up against a Brit and um, like, I, I, I went to a dialect coach. I, I was like, I'm not losing this. I will get this if it kills me. And, and lo and behold, you know, it ended up happening. And she, it was such a joy to work on a game like that. I mean, that was probably my biggest lead in like a triple A, triple I type of game. Yeah. You know, I've done a lot of like side characters and stuff like that in, in triple A's, but I'd never done a, a lead in, in anything like that. And, and they were awesome. The, the whole team is just hands down, like super rad, super cool, very supportive, like just a dream, just such a dream. That is that's always like, a pleasure to hear that. Yeah, that's really And they cool. gave me the action figure and she's so rad. <laughs> I love yeah, well and let you know, like like Finn said, I, I, I love hearing uh when when voice actors have positive experiences with the devs, you know, because you, you hear a lot of stories about crunch with certain studios and uh you know, like I, I feel like you know, there's there's it feels like and maybe and maybe this is just a 2020 thing, but it feels like there's so much crummy news coming out of the industry that it, it's really nice to hear uh stories about the really uh joyful and and accepting and and just just playful side of things uh which is yeah. something i i think we all need right now uh in this absolute hell year we're uh we're uh -huh. living in um i actually had a question okay so now that you've done you dark side ask it like christopher walken though Hi. So, oh my God! <laughs> I prefer your Robert De Niro from the other week. That was. Less... Oh, look at that! So I actually yeah. no. So so to what Jeff was saying, I don't do a Robert De Niro voice, but I do a Robert De Niro face, and for some reason, I look like Robert De Niro when I do it, and it freaks my wife out. And it's this. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I quick question, John. Uh, did we have Sissy on to talk about herself, or did we have her on for you to audition? Finn, Finn, you were the one who did that stupid <laughs> Sissyfus joke. Okay, so you don't get to you don't get to lecture uh, anybody. At no um, point. Separate you two. <laughs> but 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 I, I actually I actually did have a question. Um, now that you've done Darksiders, um, is there a is there a game or a franchise like like a big one that you would that that you're like this is what I want to do next. I want to voice one of the main characters in, in X franchise in, in this game, which one is it? Uh -huh. Well, I auditioned one today and I can't tell you because I'd never work in this town again, um, but I would love to work on that one. I would also love to see like Jane Bond. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know? And I, I'd love to voice her. Um, I think it would be super fun. I mean, here's, here's the thing about franchises that are out there. Would I love to be Wonder Woman? Hell yes, I'd love to be Wonder Woman. But there are so many women out there who've already done her and they've done it beautifully, yeah. right? So like, I get the question of like, you know, is there a role out there that you wish you would have done? Sure, but it, it, it went with the actor it went with for a reason and I can't begrudge that, you know what I mean? Right. So yes, 
all the things, I guess, is the is the answer to the question. So it sounds like it, it's so it sounds like you actually are more interested in bringing voice to original creations as opposed to characters that already exist. Like, um, I mean, like, I'm not I'm not sad about well, voicing a character that already exists. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No. Um, it, it just like, 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 do you find those roles more compelling? Like, you know, okay. Like, you know, instead of giving, like, like you said, another take on Wonder Woman, which has been done before, you know, this, this character, like take Delilah, for example, who is, who was written in a very specific manner and will never be voiced by anybody else. I, you know, That's like, right. yeah, exactly. Do you, are, like, do you find yourself drawn to those roles more than, than characters that are already established? It feels less boxed in and it feels like. You can't, you can't please everybody with an existing character. There's no way to hit the mark. I mean, even with Delilah, listen, I got everything from marriage proposals to death threats, but um, it's with a character that already exists, there is so much built-in um, expectation, right? Yeah. And, and that's, that's tough. It's not that I'm not up for the challenge. Of course, I'm up for the challenge. I, I'm here. Like I, I love my job. I will do, I will do whatever, um, within reason. But um, to be able to create a new character, like truly from the ground up, from her shoes to her motivations, like okay, yeah, give me that. Why not? Yeah, abs- and uh, I've actually got, I've got one more question, Finn, and th- and then I'll kick to you. Then I want to talk about a, um, and then if Jeff or, or Brittany have a question as well. Uh, Jeff is raising his hand again, so yes. Oh, is he? Um, sorry, I had a screen blocking you, Jeff. Sorry. Oh, not Jeff Finn. I'm sorry. Oh, Finn, sorry. Yeah, I get him confused too. <laughs> I was mentally um, raising my hand. I, I got one more quick one after. Okay, but, uh, I've got a let's... super quick one, and it's a very easy one. I know that there is no there is no template for what a character like Delilah looks like, but do you? And Uh-oh. don't describe her because okay. it's just for you. Do you have a visual in your head for 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 how Del- Delilah presents herself and and what her appearance is? Yeah, that's co- that that's cool. Yeah. that's really she cool. Just, she was just a. She was an alternate universe version of me. Like, that's like the least actory thing I could possibly fucking say. But <laughs> but it's true. Like, you know, I, I grew up in a very red state. I grew up in Idaho. Um, every Like, 70% of my high school was Mormon. They were married by the time they were 18 or 19. Um, at my age now, they have like six, seven kids. Um, and, it, <laughs> you know, and good on them. Like, if that's their, if that's their thing in life, great. It ain't mine. And I definitely felt that square peg round hole that Delilah did, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I, I kind of went off on my own. I'm one of the only people that that left. Um, I'm definitely the only person in my high school that is like in the entertainment industry. (laughs) Um, so I definitely felt that, um, kind of, um, lone wolf thing that Delilah had. And if I hadn't met my husband, I, probably wouldn't have gotten married. I know everybody says that, but it's true. Um, so yeah, she was just me without shaving my legs. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, no, thank you for that. That's, that, that's, that's fantastic. I, I know that, uh, I know that Finn and Jeff and Brittany, uh, I think each had a, uh, one more question. Uh, Finn, we'll start with you and then we'll move on. Yeah. I, I took one, a picture in chat for Brit to read. So that way you can find one. I what? found one. I, I've oh, been reading the chat your now. I mean, you go first. I was trying to be nice. Anyway. That that was a backhanded niceness. Wow, Finn. <laughs> wow. Finn up here interviewing. Yeah, it's wow. Finn up here interviewing. Back away. <laughs> 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 
Finn, ask your question. Right. Or Brittany, ask yeah. your question. Brittany, you go. No, no, no. Go, Finn. Go. I have to go. Brittany, you go. Let Finn pout. Is, is Finn pouting? Is he's, that what's he's, happening? He's pouting. You you go ahead okay. with your question. Okay. Um, I don't really have a question so much as a comment that it's um it's so refreshing to listen to you speak, just to hear your confidence and hear you go for roles and hear you just your your empowerment towards women and um your thoughts and just overall it's it's nice to hear I can't quite put it into words it it to have a female in the industry it's hard so it's nice to listen to another girl and in in the the gaming industry that is I can't quite put it into words. So just thank you because it, listening to you has been such um, an experience and has been one of the highlights of my day and of this year um, and of my week. Um, it's very hard to be a female, not like, in, you know, not only in playing in this industry, but I'm sure for you working in this industry. So it's nice to just relate to somebody on that level, um, you know, because you think when you're playing it, or experiencing it that you know you're the only one getting it but to hear you you know experience it and just rising up against it when you're working it like and just saying you know fuck it i'm gonna do it. i'm gonna keep auditioning for this job i'm gonna get it like that's it's just it's cool to listen to found my words in the end so they're there <laughs> fuck it i overcame it too <laughs> so thank you for that um thank you so it, it's just it's just nice it's it's cool to listen to a female just fucking come up and rise above it so thank you for that also one thing i really want to talk about that nobody has you did joyce in life is strange is that correct yeah. oh that's right yes let's talk about that how did you get that like you've done so much stuff like like when we first um when they you first were coming on the show i had I'm not going to lie. I had to Google who you were at first. And then when I saw, I was like, holy shit, she's done so much stuff. Like you have such a wide range. Like it's so impressive. And then I saw Joyce. I was like, I love Joyce. Like <laughs> how did that happen? It was an audition. Um, really? And it was, yeah. It was funny. Cause they, you know, they sent out the sides and um, you know, I, I didn't know anything about the game. We never like, listen, it comes, it's like, here's an audition for project desk lamp. Like, you know, yeah. we, we are given no information I, and I'm not, it's gotten a little bit better, but not much. Um, and so, you know, I just got this audition for this woman who, uh, was the mother of like a, a, a rebel teen and she uh, was a diner and a waitress and they didn't really say much else. You know, her husband had died and, and, uh, and, and whatever. And so from there you just kind of build like, who is this person? Right. What are mm -hmm. the shoes that she wears and, and why, what, what is the first thing that she thinks of when she wakes up in the morning and what's the last thing that she thinks of when she goes to bed. Right. right. And so you just kind of build this, this character. And with Joyce, there was just such a sadness to her, to mm -hmm. everything that she did, you know, every, because when I did the audition, I, I had her, you know, with a, with a Southern accent and um, it just felt right when I was doing the audition. And then I went in and they were like, well, it takes place in Oregon. And I was like, um, <laughs> but I but I I kept it because in my head okay maybe it's in Oregon but I think she was born in Alabama and yeah you know made her way across the country and ended up 
you know, in, in Oregon. Um, and it was such a joy. I mean, God, to be Ashley Birch's mother. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right? I'll I'll share scenes with Ashley Birch any day. God. Um, who is and it's one it's of so the funny kindest people on God's yeah, Trainer. Sorry. That was no, no, it's just it was such a small cast. Like so many people did so many characters in that. It's like it was just crazy. I also did a homeless woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's funny, you know, of all the games that that people reach out to me the most for, it's Firewatch, it's The Walking Dead, and it's Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I mean, I get at, when I'm at conventions, I get you know all the the Chloe's walking around with their blue hair and their you know tank tops, and um, I, I always yell at them, "Call your mother!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure they love that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That is oh it's god, really cool. That's great. Um, Brittany, thank you for that. By the way, that was that was incredibly refreshing to hear. Um. Thank you, seriously. Do you yeah. want me to read a question yeah. now? Yeah, read, yeah. read a question. Oh, okay. Right okay. Ahead. So we have Big Mike is a Sasquatch says, before the year of the dumpster fire, how often <laughs> would you read along the other voice actors? Is it better for is it better for feeding off the energy of the moment? Before the year of the dumpster fire watch. Um rarely. We often record by ourselves in our vacuums with a director on the other, especially now. Um, but even in the before times, you know, when I went to a studio, there would be a director and an engineer and maybe a writer, but we never get to work with the other actors. And so uh, going back to Firewatch, um, that is one of the things that made it so special was because they, Rich Summer, who plays um, Henry, um, built a home studio for the job and uh, we would Skype in together with Sean connecting us. And then we would actually get to have conversations and the game would not have worked without that. I mean, you had to have that chemistry. You had to have the, the back and forth with each other. And Rich is such a talented actor anyway, just being able to hear the way that he would deliver a line completely out of, you know, what I would expect a person to do. Um, and then giving me the chance to respond to it accordingly. Um, it's what made the game, as far as I'm concerned. I, I'm working on another game right now, another indie, where I got to record with my scene partner. Um, and the only other time it's happened was when I worked on Arkham Knight. Um, I got to work in the booth with Maurice LaMarche, who, if you don't know who Maurice LaMarche is, he is the brain on Pinky and the Brain. Um, oh! He's like the voice no of way. my childhood. Yeah. And I was like, I was like 12 years pregnant when I walked into the session and oh, he was there weird. and I was like, don't pee, don't pee, don't pee. <laughs> like, just, it was so, and he was so gracious and so lovely. And then I ran into him later at Nerdist or um, Geek and Sundry a while after that. And he was having a conversation with Carrie Ells from Princess Bride. And um, I walked up and I was like, Maurice, hi. And he was like, do I know you? And I was like, I played your wife. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. (laughs) That's funny. Now he knows who I am. I'll bet he does. I'll bet he does. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) That's fucking fantastic. Uh, Finn, go ahead, bud. Well, I, one of the things we really pride ourselves on at the show as a whole is that we kind of lift up positivity so I wanted to do a twist on a, a classic 
interview question. People always like to get the drama and the dirt on people like what which coworker did you have the most problems with? Not here. I already know. My what question you're is ask. what what has been one of your favorite interactions with a coworker or another voice actor? Oh, like who God. is someone that you can genuinely say is amazing and you just really enjoyed your time with them? Like let's let's spread the love. I I was afraid I mean, you were gonna do I... the cake or pie thing. Oh no, that's later. That's Great. the last question cool. of the night. Great. Sorry. Uh, am I limited to just one? No, as many as you like. Hit us up. Cause like, I mean, Rich Summer is a master class. Like working alongside him was just a dream. That guy is so talented and so giving and just like such a joy to work with him. And I mean, listen, when I was recording The Walking Dead, um, so I did nine characters throughout the, the lifespan of The Walking Dead, of Telltale's The Walking Dead. And when we were recording season one with Katya and Jolene and Bree, I knew it was lightning in a bottle, but there was something really special about it. And again, Katya was my first job, right? So the, to know that on my first job was real weird, but I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody in the business. I had no contacts, no friends. And I'm a really social person. Like, you know, I, I, I'm always like, hey, but I didn't know anybody. So I'd been recording for Katya for like, couple of months um and i was getting ready to move to la and my friend was like hey i'm gonna meet up with uh, a bunch of the walking dead actors in uh, oakland do you want to come with me and i was like oh my god yes and so i walked into the bar and there's uh, melissa hutchison who's clementine owen thomas who plays omid um adam harrington who plays uh, some fucking psycho in the thing and brian summer and nikki rap and nick vigil and like i walked in and i was like Hi guys, I'm I'm Sissy. I, I'm I'm Katya. They were like Katya, you know. And <laughs> Melissa and Owen and Gavin Hammond are still some of my closest friends to this day. We have a text chain. We're constantly bullshitting with each other. That's um, awesome. We're constantly referring each other for. I mean, like they're just right. <laughs> and then Courtney Taylor, who is again like sits directly in my in my vocal range she plays nora in fallout 4 and jack and mass effect and everything else i had met her a couple of years ago and and you know we didn't really hit it off and whatever and then i kept running into her at e3 like three or four years ago like every time i turned the corner i was like there's okay this is i think we need to be friends and she was like yeah i think we do and now god help me she is one of my best friends <laughs> we have traveled to cons together we've gone to australia together um, she's like my kid's favorite auntie. Like she, she is, she is my people. And it makes me so freaking happy. You know, it's, it's just such an incredible group of people all the way around. I, I'm gushing again. No, please. This industry. A good problem to have. No, it's this... better than stuttering and not knowing where you're going. Yeah. So. <laughs> like we, we need, we, we need more wholesomeness period. So but I would also say, I mean, it goes to the devs. Like, God, the people that worked at Telltale, RIP, were like the most amazing people. Jason Latino, who just shipped Baldur's Gate 3. Um, that guy is one of the kindest human beings on this planet. He's so lovely. And all the other devs that were at Telltale were great. Like um, Adam Orth, who I worked on Adrift with, he's, he's, he comes across as such a curmudgeon and he's such a sweetheart. Like, I just love that guy. It, it goes, it's just all, all. Everybody. everybody yeah good <laughs> that that that's a good problem to have is oh no there's too many people i like yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I wish I had that problem. Uh, Jeff, what about you, bud? Uh, yeah, I had one last question. It um, Well, first, I guess a comment. I kind of wanted to just um, build off Brittany's question about Joyce and stuff like that. I just want to say, like, it's even though Joyce wasn't the lead character in Life is Strange, um, there's a severe shortage of uh, not just female characters in gaming, but uh, mothers and um, moms. Yeah. And that's just uh, is so underrepresented. We have, I mean, it's kind of almost become a meme at this point, the sad dad genre. Like, we've just got these, you know, the wife died or something like, or like the dad trying to, you know, build a relationship oh, with their kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, and it's not, the problem's not, definitely not exclusive to, to video games. But uh, so that was, yeah. you know, even though the role was maybe not the, the lead role or something, it's just, it's refreshing to see that um, brought to life with care. So I just wanted to, to compliment you on that role. Um, and I guess the other question I had is I know this question, the answer to this really varies from person to person. We've had lots of other voice actors on the show and, um, you know, some are, are really big gamers and some aren't. Um, but I know a lot of, not just voice actors, a lot of actors, they kind of, they do the job and they don't look back. And I think some like don't even ever rewatch their movie or their TV show past the premiere or something like that. They just kind of like it's done and they move on. Is there, so I'm wondering with your approach to these roles, whether it's like the games or the shows, do you ever, I'm curious, like how much of the story do you grasp beyond what you need to perform the role? Do you ever actually go back and watch them? Do you ever read a, like a synopsis or, or is it just kind of depend on the project and your interest in it? It kind of depends on the project. I mean, I was so excited about, I am so excited about Owl House. I couldn't wait to watch it because I, I'm also only getting the slivers of my scenes and not the whole season. So I couldn't wait to see like, wait, how did this end up like that? I Okay, you know, start from the beginning. Um, There's also a show that I did on Amazon Prime called um, Little Big Awesome, where I play an anthropomorphic nail file. And um, mm. she just talks like this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how I would picture a nail file to speak, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I couldn't wait to see like how they animated her. Um, and it's it's a really funny dork ball show i love it um <laughs> games are, are trickier because some of them are so long and um i just don't have time i'm also a terrible gamer like i don't i learned to play on the old school like nes controllers but i learned to play like this so that i could run really fast and then jump and his little feet would still be running um <laughs> <laughs> so when they came out with the new controllers that were all thumbs it, it kind of i was like i don't uh, um so i'm i'm you're not a great gamer. I will watch playthrough, um, you know, so I know what I'm talking about and stuff like that. And, you know, if there's a good cinematic scene that I'll rem I remember, I'll go back and watch it. But I've also found that one of my superpowers is forgetting jobs <laughs> because I can't keep everything at the same time. Um, so, you know, sometimes people will be like, oh, my God, I loved you in whatever. And I'm like, that wasn't me. Yeah. And they're like, no, here's a clip. And I'm like. Hey, that's me. <laughs> I was just kidding. I wanted to see if you were paying attention. That was me. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, that was a fantastic question, man. Um, so I, I, I actually wanted to, uh, I, I thought to close up because we got about like 20 minutes ish. I, I thought to, to close up here, since we have a, um, a voice actor on and we've, we've had other voice actors on in the past, but we've never really talked about video game movies that, that 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 we would love to see uh, because right now with everything happening with Uncharted right like the everybody's talking about Uncharted the movie right now 
and mm-hmm. um and about the fact that they did not cast Bruce Campbell to play Sully. I mean, come on, I guys. Mean, I mean, what 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 that's, is that's, he got mostly spearheaded by you? I right, but it also got a lot of traction because Bruce Campbell is Sully and um or jeffrey wright oh you know like bruce campbell that would have been it would have been bruce campbell or jk simmons i feel like you could cast bruce campbell as anyone and it would work in its own weird way done yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah no i'll take it i'll i'll take it um so i wanted to i wanted us to fan cast uh some some video game movies that we would love to see uh and there's two rules one i'm gonna add a caveat to that okay please because they, I, I don't know if you saw it's just announced they're making a firewatch movie and oh i did not know um, that yeah that's yeah um and it's bittersweet because i'm pretty sure i won't get to be in it because i'm not a big enough name um and it breaks my heart because it's a character that i created yeah it breaks my heart mm-hmm. so i i definitely get the like you know um the celebrity aspect of it and, and uh, you know, wanting to see our favorite characters come to life and things like that. But I would love to see Nolan North get a shot at something in yeah. Uncharted. I mean, when they made Prince of Persia, they Yuri Lowenthal reached out and he was like, what if you just make me a guard that he gets yeah. to punch out as he walks past? Like, what a great Easter egg and crickets. Like, I, he didn't get to do anything for the game. I, I Sorry, John, can I cut it? No, quick? please. I, I know it's a fun topic, so I don't want to like get too serious, but I think um, I, I absolutely agree with Sissy. And I've actually been saying for years, like, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Nolan North could fucking be Nathan Drake because I think I don't, know if it's a, I don't know if it's just like a nerd fandom thing, but I noticed with comics and games and stuff, people get so hyper focused on fan casting based solely on someone's face and their appearance and how well um, they represent the character from the source. But I am far more interested in the spirit and the soul of that and how they deliver that. And I mean, the voice, like we're talking about voice act, but like that voice and that energy and stuff that comes from them. I am, I, I five minutes into the movie, whatever they look like, I'm just going to get used to that. But if I don't feel like they fit that role, uh, I'm never going to get past that for the hour and a half or two hours. It is. And um, I think there's, there's too much focus on them being like the exact right age or the exact right appearance, stuff like that. Like if they feel right for that role, I would love to see, absolutely like more more people like Noel north get a shot because that guy is uh that guy is next level well he's wicked talented and yeah. he's super cool like he's he like that guy could walk into any set and get a job and he's the nicest freaking guy on the planet i've said that about four people tonight but it's true no <laughs> like what so there's a lot like, of nice people out there let's remember that well you know it, it, it it's interesting that you bring that up sissy because you know and I I was throwing out suggestions on Twitter today for people I felt would be a better fit for like a live action Sully, right? And and I said I think another great choice would be Jeffrey Wright. Um, yeah. you know, like I think Jeffrey Wright would just absolutely uh, nail an interpretation of Sully. And some 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 jackass came in and said, "Well, that's but he's but not, he's, not su- he's not, you know, one, so, you know, Sully's not black and I don't want alt- I don't want alternative Sully. I want real Sully." And I was like, "Here's the thing." no matter who is playing this role in the film, you're still getting alternative Sully because Sully, right. because the role was originated by Richard McGonagall. So, and so, so it doesn't matter who is playing the character. You are getting an alternative take on Sully. And that's just the way it is. So you better swear. With Real that. Sully. Like, but I mean, this is what I'm talking about with the built-in expectation, mm-hmm. right? When they even talk about having a black James Bond, imagine if they do a Jane Bond. 
I'd love it. Okay. Yeah. People lost I their shit because Daniel Craig was blonde. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I remember that. I yeah. would love it too, but God forbid a Bond doesn't have a penis. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like it's sorry, but um, no, go on. Yeah, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm in good company here, but people get so wrapped up in what they want, and I, I think that's the interesting thing about working in games. Like, there's you know, games and animation are like like kiss and cousins, right? They're very similar, but there's something so different about the 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 expectation of a game community from a built-in fan base that they expect a certain thing and god damn it if they don't get it we're gonna raise hell we're gonna we're gonna gamergate we're gonna dox you we're gonna yes. whatever and and, and it, you, you don't see that in animation animation is like oh my god i loved your character this this is awesome whereas you know again firewatch uh marriage proposals to you fucking cunt i can't believe you did this at the end okay i'm a dancing monkey <laughs> someone wrote the word did they know there was a script right do you ever just so, get the whiplash from that just the the from vast theory. chasm of yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's really wild. really um it's exhausting sometimes i mean listen i love the fact that we have something like twitter where i can meet people you know, who are like-minded and interesting and fun. And you know, we can have, you know, conversations and everything else. I've met some really good friends on Twitter. Um, and sometimes it's scary as hell. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, no, it, like, re it really is. It really I, is. I don't write the scripts. I just, I, I, I dance the jig. Well, and, and then I cash a paycheck. <laughs> well, and, and like, you know, you saw some of that anger today when people were, were, you know, uh, commenting on my post about Sully, you know, like I, yeah. You know, and and it, it it's like people need to people need to understand two things about when you're talking about you know translating any medium to film, whether you're talking about books or tele or you know games or or you know animation. Um, put aside your expectations of 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 what you want to see out of that character because you're not going to get it. There there is literally no way to recreate the original Sully, for example, because that is a role that was originated by Richard McGonagall in Firewatch. Yeah. Um, which I this is like I had no idea they were making a movie. Um, which is incredibly cool. But at the same time, you originated the role of Delilah. And, you know, hopefully you get cast in that role. But if you and it, because it, you know, I it, won't. I, I won't. I'm I, not famous. That, that, I won't. And that sucks because I will be I, it, look this is human nature I will be constantly thinking to myself well that's not really Delilah though is it like like it, it's and and it's 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 a human flaw like it's it's something that you know you can't really help um yeah. what what I think where I people where I think people go go wrong is is getting pissed off and angry about it and it's instead People need to take that energy and and use it to try to make change, right? Like there are a lot of voice okay. actors in games who, like like you mentioned, Yuri Lothal in Prince of Persia, right? There was no reason not to cast him as a guard, like as a oh. as a little nod to him originating the role in, from Sands of Time. Um, there is there's like there were pictures of Nolan North on set with Tom Holland today. That's great. Yep. I hope he I hope he I see his face in the movie because he's the original Nathan yeah. Drake and he deserves to be there. Um, it absolutely does. You are the person who originated the role of Delilah. Like, even if you're not cast as Delilah, you deserve to have your face seen in that movie because you were, this is something that you helped give life to. Like, there would not be a film 
without the work that you did on and rich and honestly yes like i mean jesse jones is camper number one (laughs) yeah like i mean yeah like team yeah yeah absolutely i could see it you know like it's it's um you know i it's one of those things where you know and this is why i'm glad we're talking about this because for people who are outside of the voice acting industry like we don't really we don't really think about the sus this stuff very often right and and it's not because of a lack of of empathy it's because it's because we're not in that world and, and and we're yeah and we're like you know we're so we're so focused on on what we want to see um that we don't stop to think about the people who who actually originated these roles that and, put the work into it yeah and, and yeah. i mean why why would you right like it's that's mm-hmm. it's not your day to day but now so i feel I really it. bad like, yeah. and it's, <laughs> you know, but i mean it's, it's it's really fun to see tom holland as young nathan drake right it's really cool it's 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 the interesting thing about games is that they are so long. I don't know how they're going to make a plausible movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a series or a movie. I mean, I don't even know if they're adapting I mean, the. I don't know. I mean, I, I that and that's the thing, right? Like take on like take Uncharted. Like we don't know if they're actually adapting a game or if they are going to have an original story. You know, which I think it's probably yeah. a combination of both. Um, but yeah, I feel I. Feel, no, 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 Finn, go ahead. Yeah, I just feel like, weirdly enough, Uncharted might be one of the only ones super qualified to become just a a movie because the games were basically just Indiana Jones in video game form. So at least we know the format works in a movie form because most of the time I'm I'm like you is that I think, boy, this would have been way better as a miniseries on HBO or something like give it time to actually breathe and grow. Uh, But I feel like Uncharted might work in, in a movie format. So. I, I've been yeah, burned so many times before by live action movies of things I love and I want so desperately for it to be good, but I, I know better. But the I'm first thing that went through my head was the last airbender, the live action. Ooh. I just God. I, I, I cried in theaters and not from joy. Well, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of these things get like, you know, and it's, it's not just a problem. Like when you're talking about, and it's really bad with video games to film, you get, we still to this day have a problem with whitewashing the shit out of everything. Like, like look yeah. at Prince of Persia is a, another great example. Like Dastan, the, the Persian, which is Iranian, like the Persian prince is played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, and the, the Persian princess uh, is played by, you know, Gemma Arterton, who is a white British actress. The only, right. yeah. yeah, like, like the only, person of color in that entire film was ben kingsley who is mm-hmm. half he's it's either he's either half persian or half indian um but um I, and i didn't even know that until somebody told me that um i mean like it, like it's fucking unbelievable and like it, it goes it goes as far back as the mortal Kombat film where you have right uh, uh raiden who is a chinese thunder god portrayed by uh christopher lambert who is a, a white european actor and it's it, it, and you know it's 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 a tale as as old as the medium and well no i i was just gonna say that i i like you know i mentioned earlier about glass ceilings i talked a little bit about glass ceilings earlier and i i, I feel like we're we're you know this is this is this is still a problem and and you're you're just now you're just now starting to see it uh 
get solved a little bit. Like, you know, with uh, with Aladdin, you know, like they they had an entire cast yeah. of Middle Eastern actors, which is great. Um, and Will Smith is genie. Will Smith is genie. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Will Will Smith was genie. And, and you know, it, it's. But again, like it, it's, you know. We like to talk about how far um, this country specifically has come when it when it comes to, you know, matters of race and stuff like that. But when you think about it, we really haven't come as far as we as we think we have. And no. I, yeah, and I hate to if say this year has taught me anything. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. And whether yeah. what like, you know, whether or whether or not anybody like, you know, I'm sorry if it hurts anybody's feelings, but it's still an industry dominated by straight white men. That's it. Just yep. is unfortunately, and well, it's like Sissy mentioned, just with the brief uh, joke about Last Airbender, is that movie took a show that was nothing but uh, people of color of different races, and then made everyone but the bad guys white, but yeah. the bad guys got to remain uh, ethnic. So yeah. that that's that's the dark side of whitewashing is people go like, yeah, but this person isn't. And it's always the bad guy. Yeah, they mm-hmm. always yep. they'll make the bad guy a woman or a, or a, a person of color. But God forbid the people you're supposed to root for don't have white skin. That'd be that's too that's a bridge too far, John. I know. Yeah. I know. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. I, I don't know why. Like, you know, like, what was I thinking? But I don't know. Like, but I think the voices calling for it are getting unignorable. Yes, I think you know, so too. And so I, I, again, I feel like we are at the very, just base of the wave that is, you know, coming. So, well, uh, you know, like I, I actually, you know, like again, I had no idea that there was a Firewatch movie coming out. And the minute you said it, the minute you said it, like the thought just popped in my head, like they're probably not going to cast Sissy for it, will they? And that, that's why I said earlier, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, like that. That. <laughs> That really, that really res- sucks. That really resonates yeah. with me, um, because or rich as Henry. Yeah, like well, I mean, you two put in one of my. Like I said, it's probably my favorite. You and Rich, I mean, are responsible for one of my favorite narratives or giving voice to my favorite narratives. Uh, this this generation and playing that game alone while I was in training with nothing but myself and my thoughts was incredibly poignant. You know, I, I, I've I've always said that you know. It's not so much in life the things that we love. Uh, it's the it's the moments that we experience them um, that give them. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you, you know things that we love. It's not just that we love the things that they came along at the right time in our in, in our lives when we needed that thing. Um, yeah. That's what really yeah. makes them memorable. And Firewatch, you know, that story was one of those things for me. And you know, it, it saddens me to think that you and Rich would not, probably wouldn't have any sort of role to play in that and all. And, and now it's actually not, since you brought that up, it's given me a lot to think about. Well, um, I think we just weren't used to it, you know, cause we're, we're so used to when, you know, things get adaptations that there's always this, you know, perfect case yeah. is Tom Holland. You know, we're, we're just so used to celebrities having adaptations that we don't, we don't think about the work that goes behind it, you know, on, well, on a voice acting level. And, but I mean, you know, from the producer standpoint, you know, you don't get the money to make a thing unless you've got a name attached. I I, I can speak from experience right. there. You know, I've 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 been trying to sell a, an animated show for a while, and it it all comes down to who's attached. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. And that's yeah. like the movie's going to make half the money based on the project, and the other half based on the fact yeah. it has 
Robert Downey Jr. I was literally going to say Robert Downey Jr. Like, that's really weird. (laughs) Um, Listen, he happens to be one of my favorite actors, so, you know, whatever. Oh, he's great. But but no, like, and and honestly, like, you know, no, we didn't fan cast any any movies, but I'd rather talk about this because... you know, I, I would, thank you for being open to it. No, I need to be a killjoy. No, but... no, 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 no. This is. I would rather be. I you know. I would rather be educated than just talk. Um and uh, you know I, I I I know I'm I speak for all of us. I think when I say that I we always appreciate more perspective because these are things that that you know from the outside looking in we don't think about until we're until we actually hear about mm-hmm. them and, and and then all of a yeah. sudden you're like holy shit you're right like perspective you know, yep. yes absolutely so you know if, if you're not you. if you're not willing to learn then you're not ever going to <laughs> you're not ever going to get anywhere you know like yeah. uh and and so no thank you for that it it actually gives me quite a bit to think about yeah it was um, kind of like a like a kind of like a brain explosion moment when you were, when you said that i was like oh yeah yeah oh shit that really sucks yeah, yeah right great. like well, see, and, and now like but but now like you have to sit there and wonder what and and i and you know nolan north comes up to me as an incredibly kind gracious man but you have to wonder what he's thinking watching somebody else play a character that he originated you know, and and you know, and and then it takes you down the road of well, I really hope they find some way to acknowledge that. Um, because I think the fact that they released the photo today of him on set is a huge mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, right. Like at least that's a nod to the to to the gaming community of like, hey, we know he's your boy. He is involved. Um, we're not leaving him out in dust. Like, right. and and I got to give props to Naughty Dog for that, and mm-hmm. to whatever movie studio is doing it. You know, that Uncharted has also been going to be a movie for what 15 years something like that and so six directors (laughs) right so so there's there's been so firewatch had been optioned before as well firewatch was optioned three years ago and then that fell through and then it just got re-optioned again um six months ago and so there's there's also like the first time i heard about it i was like oh my god firewatch is gonna be a movie and then like the next day i was like Oh, <laughs> you know, and, it, and exactly. it, I, that I, realization. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, I spiraled for 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 a minute. I I called Yuri and I was like, "How did you deal with this?" You know, and yeah. um, now that it's the second time around, like it still stings, but you know, it's less bad. Well, hey, so later, we so. can actually use the Twitter for good and start a campaign where we say "sissy for Firewatch." And we we build it up from the ground, ground swell it until it's big enough where they have to at least acknowledge that you are you are Firewatch. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, you know, just thinking idea, again actually. about the the Nolan North situation. Like, I can I, I can understand. Yeah, it's frustrating. It must be so hard to let a character go and see someone else portray it. But I can also understand maybe you know I, I'm. It's tricky with adaptations because like a lot big part of me is like I don't necessarily want to see a perfect game doesn't need to have that exact same story retold in another form and I can respect them wanting to take a different approach with a different story and maybe take some elements from that but do something really new and exciting and maybe part of that involves going a different direction with with the cast and the acting and stuff like that but it just feels like they're they're so obsessed with pandering to the fans and the the gamers like hey this part of the game you like but they so they're they're so concerned with respecting the fans and the players, but the people that brought that original game to life, the developers and, and the voice actors and the writers and stuff like that, they get none of that love. Um, so that's where 
I really like stuff like this, or like I said before, like if you could just throw in some cameos, give them, even if they're not the main character, give them a different part, right? Like involve yeah. them with that process and honor the legacy and honor where these came from. Because if your movie ends up making 300, $400 million, you, you kind of, it kind of started with those, with that original cast and that original team that, that built that idea. So I'm on board with well, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and like, I, I, it's it's not the world's best example, but oh, sorry, John, real quick, it's not no, the world's best example, but uh, the live-action Mulan movie actually had uh, the voice of Mulan as a uh, as a cameo. And not was it, it Ming Na Wen? Ming Na Wen. She yeah. was. I know her as uh, Melinda May from Ages of Shield. But they yeah. did that, and I thought that was really cool because mm-hmm. you don't see that often. You don't usually get yeah. the the wink and the nod and the the acknowledgement of the, the Easter person. egg, right? Yeah. Like how That's fun for the fans. Like it doesn't cost like I, I mean, cost them, you know, the the fee to hire them, but it's such a simple, small way to make the people that made this property you're building a movie off of such a huge success, make them feel like you, you get it. Well, I, I even like, you know, I feel like there, there are some stories and narratives that simply work better in video games because it's an interactive experience as opposed to, you know, just being a passive observer in a movie theater. Um, you know, like, uh, take, uh, like, um, what remains of Edith Finch, which is like, which I literally wept uh after so after cool. finishing that game and i've never played it again because i i feel like if i did it would it would lessen the experience that i had uh um yeah. when i had it so it's one of those games that i just want to remain in my memory because it was so it was so poignant to me and i feel like that would be lost in a film because you know part of the poignancy and and you know part of the reason that story hits us so hard is because you are the one entering commands and you are the one uh making things happen you are part of the story you're almost the narrator because you are the one driving the driving the story forward um the cannery would have never hit the same if yeah like passive section right and and it's the same thing i I think it's the same thing with firewatch because you know henry and delilah's relationship shifts in very subtle ways depending on on questions that you know like for example there's a scene in firewatch where um, you know, minor spoilers. Uh, so Henry is, you know, is there to because his wife has, you know, early onset dementia, and he's just trying to get away, and it's not really much of a marriage anymore. And there's a scene I remember very, very, is it hit me really hard. You wake up, and his ring isn't on his finger anymore. It's just on a table, and you can pick yeah. that. You can pick that ring up, and just pop it right back on your finger, and go about, or or you can leave it there. Like the game tell has the game gives you no mm-hmm. prompts. It's just there for you to pick up or put on. I didn't even realize you could interact with it until I tried. And as far as I can tell, it didn't change the story at all. But that moment, really, because I'm a happily married man, and that that moment really, really made me identify with Henry. Um, in a way that that I I I feel a film just wouldn't convey. Um, because that moment in Firewatch of of that simple act of taking that that Henry's wedding ring and putting it back on his finger is is is, is something that you like you, there you can't have it that way in a film, you know, like you can't. Well, especially because you're you're experiencing it as first person, right? Right. So it's it's your eyes that are it's looking you. down, and picking up the ring, yeah. and then putting it back down. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So and and like you know that 
you know, it, 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 people may think, John, that's, you know, four years ago, you still think about that scene. Yeah, I do. Because it, it was, it was the meaning yeah. of it behind it for me. Um, yeah. It's funny the the actress who played Julia uh, is one of my dearest friends. And um, every time we do like a con appearance together or something like that, she's like, did you pick me? well we are um we are bumping up against our time here uh sissy i gotta say you have been one of the most uh pleasant and and just outright uh delightful guests we have had on this podcast in a long time um thank you and uh no thank you uh especially for like we said, giving us that extra perspective that I think we need. Um, and I know that the next time I'm in a conversation about, uh, about, you know, like, Oh, there's an uncharted movie or, Oh, look, there's a, uh, there's a halo movie. Like, you know, I, I know that I will bring up the fact that, Hey, look, you know, we need to talk about the voice actors that originated these roles as well. Like what happens to them? Like, you, you know, do they get any credit? And that is something that I will take with me. Um, I really appreciate that. Thank no, you. I, I, we appreciate we appreciate you you sharing that with us. Um, a little bit. Of You're raising your hand again, Finn. Uh, but sorry, John. But oh, go ahead, Finn. No, no, Jeff, you go first, buddy. No, I was just gonna say real quick again. Just uh, you know, aside from from everything else, um, I, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I think this year, for especially this year, for a lot of people, video games um, helps them kind of just escape from the real world or immerse themselves in a, in another experience and kind of. Um, uh, it's a it's a coping mechanism and i just want to say you know thank you so much for bringing these stories and these characters to life um because it it really makes a huge difference and we really connect with them and it's it takes a lot of work and a lot of talent to do that and most people can't so thank you thank you so much you guys are gonna make me cry at the end of this that's not fair <laughs> oh don't worry that's i'm about to did. bring it back <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm terrified oh, no. now Look, you know what's coming because it's the question we have to end every interview with. And as much as John cringes every time, it's our it's our gold standard. Look at his Sissy. face. That is just the most like you like, you already heard it before. It got spoiled because John can't just keep it reined in. So I have to ask in your heart of hearts, if you have to choose cake or pie. Cake. Thank you. Thank you. At least, at, at least the answer is good. The answer is proper. The answer most, is the right answer. Most, we most have pie, on this? We never agree on anything. No, most pie is trash. So Whoa. let's just... Whoa. I make a mean apple pie. Apple pie. I'm rules. just gonna say. Oh, look how quick John. No, hold on. I said most pie. I said I said most pies. The only oh, good okay. pies. <laughs> the only good pies are apple pie and key lime pie. What about rhubarb? Rhubarb. Uh, what the fuck? Banana cream, son. Dude, rhubarb is a rhubarb is a vegetable. That shit has no place in a pie. Banana um, cream. Um, pie. It's just packed with sugar, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> no. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mail you a rhubarb just, pie from Canada. Well, all the way Chad, to Chad does not agree with John at all. Chad is well, lighting Chad him is, up. Chad is Let wrong. Him have it. Let him Chad is, Chad is also, wrong. Thanksgiving's coming up, so pumpkin um, pie proves you wrong too. A, a, a few so, quick yeah. uh, housekeeping items, uh, and then we'll get out of here. Um, don't forget uh, the first week of November. I am driving up to Derek's place, uh, and we are going to do our 24-hour extra live stream. Um, we're going to be playing some really terrible games for 24 hours. It's going to be just like we did last year. It's going to be gloriously shitty. And uh, I mean, we're playing fucking Metal Gear Survive for you people. Okay, like I mean. 
Come on, like you, like please tune in and 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 help us raise uh raise a little cash for uh, children's hospitals. And also, it was uh I want to mention since Sissy is here, I had the very great honor of joining her uh to help Megadads get out the vote. Um, and considering yes. that the final presidential debate was happening as this podcast was was live, uh, I just want to say Thank you for the distraction, you, you know, yeah. like that. That's what we do. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to please, please get out there and vote. This election is probably the, the most important uh, of all of our lifetimes. Um, there, we've got, uh, in my opinion, nothing less than democracy itself writing on this election. Uh, and it is extremely important that you get out there and, and make your voice heard, just like Sissy and I asked very politely for you to do. Um, so if you're mailing in your ballot, recommendation is to mail it in tomorrow. Yep. So. You can also it. check to see if your area is doing early voting. Like my uh, district just opened up early voting. So we're going uh, tomorrow to or Saturday to take care of that. So there's there's lots of options available. To you, don't let anybody tell sure you. you do it. Don't let anybody tell you that, that your vote doesn't matter. And don't let anybody discourage you from doing it. Nobody. That's right. I have um, one housekeeping thing, John, if right. you don't mind. All right. Gotta be quick. Um, because I also uh, am doing uh, the separate extra life thing. But we are uh, doing it at a different time than John, so that we will not be running concurrent. Uh, we are going to be doing Baldur's Gate three with chat deciding all options, which Amazing. is always going to be fun. Uh, and then finally, we have uh, the ver- uh, couple more interviews going up soon, so keep an eye out for that. And yeah, that's all I got. All right. Uh, yeah. What's our show next week? <gasps> our oh. show next week is our game of the generation show where oh. we will tell you about the top 50 games of this generation firewatch might be part of that list we don't know oh. you'll have to tune in tomorrow <laughs> next week and find out fucking three-hour podcast jesus yeah. like, it's <laughs> it's gonna be a literal we're all gonna be hammered we're all gonna, we're gonna there's gonna be, be a lot there's gonna be a lot of sure. alcohol involved we're we're all gonna be we're all gonna be hammered but yeah our game of the generation show is is next thursday uh so look forward to that i know i am sort of so, because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be so hung over the next morning um all right well uh thank you to everybody tuning in thank you to our wonderful guest sissy jones uh you could find her on twitter at sissy speaks um and uh like everybody like everybody said thank you for giving voice to some of our favorite uh stories and characters this uh this generation sissy thank you thank you guys so much for asking me to come and for being so lovely and welcoming and thanks chat for all the great questions and um Go out, do good, be kind. Yeah, and well, and you know what? That's a great way to end it because our motto is kindness costs nothing. Take care of each other, and we will see you next week.